Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Hi. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I threw it up. <laughs> Press go. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Art. And I'm Lane. We are recording live in a Holiday Inn in Redding, California. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's really nice. It's like 90, 93 out? Uh, there's a happy hour in the bar. Is there? Yeah. What time? Now-ish. Should we go? Oh, I'm sure it's popping. Yeah, dude. There's at least like 15 people staying at this hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, cool. It's, it's a real hotbed for mm-hmm. stuff. Thursday after uh, 4th of July, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a big easiest. vacation destination, right? Well. For people, the holidays. Some people do. I mean, I don't know if you call this the holidays, but yeah. Yeah. This holiday. So what are we up to? What are we doing in Reading? What are the things we're doing? Do a little... Wait, that's like a lane question. I know. Where you know <laughs> what we're doing, but you ask? Yeah. <laughs> At least you recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> we're pre-running uh, Coastal Range Rally North. This is right. So this is going to be around our starting point. We're not sure yet. And mm-hmm. we're just checking it out. Testing the waters, as Art likes to oh, say. Oh, snap. That's right. We'll see. Maybe we might get a couple offers tonight for a restaurant location. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see. We're, we're testing. Offers. Checking it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm drinking a Dutch Bros um, iced mocha. Big fans of, fans of Dutch Brothers around here. Yeah. That's all I, I call it Dutch you. Bros, actually. And the guy who took our order was a bro. Oh, he was so bro. bro. I think it's part of the deal. You have to be a bro. It's he a requisite. Was, he was standing on a skateboard and he had a surfboard in his under his arm. Oh, but we're in Reddit. Yeah. Uh, Paddleboard, bro. Cool. Um well, it is Thursday. We're a little late, but I think it's time to answer some questions. It's the only job we have. Let's get to that. Okay. I'll just start with the uh... Oh, you know what else I want to announce? Where you get started. Yeah, Lane, tell me what you want to announce. It's a little shameless plug for DWA Podcast on Patreon. So I heard you recorded a special episode with Danny George. I did. I did an out. We did like an hour and five minutes or something. What a cheater. What a fucking it's pretty boring. It was just me fucking talking, drawing, you know, going on and on. Just harassing the hell out of him. Harassing Danny George. So yeah, Danny and I did a little uh podcast uh for exclusive exclusive for Patreon members. Uh so if you go sign up on patreon.com I think it's patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. You can sign up and listen. We have done four Patreon exclusive podcasts over there. And then we actually just recorded one on the way up here to Reading in the car. Mm, yes. Uh, which will potentially be gold. Will potentially be there if it sounds all right, which I'm sure I think it'll be all right. It'll be listenable. So I think we did. I don't even know how long that went. Probably half an hour or so. Maybe yeah. a little longer. So we did a nice little, nice little. Honestly, I couldn't tell you one thing we talked about. Don't know. But it, it's great. Talked about RVs and what they tow. Stuff we saw and on how the road. they rack up miles. Yes. We talked about those uh, elevators for grain elevators oh, and how they look like freight engines. Man, at this point, <laughs> if you're not running to Patreon, to <laughs> freight <laughs> engines. <laughs> look Who like are you? <laughs> Locomotives. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Um, Cabooses. Yeah, Caboose. So check out Patreon. Uh, sign up. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Franco GT1. If you could put an S14 2.5 DTM spec 
engine and dogleg transmission into any chassis non-BMW, what would it be? And oh yes, it has to be a domestic make. American car, you're going to put that little four-cylinder high-revving thing and the dogleg tranny. Mm-hmm. Do you, anyone have an answer? Where did that come that? in? M3. That's the D- oh, DTM that's just, spec. That's yeah. just, oh, so like, okay. DTM specs, so like 230 horse or something? Probably more than that. Really? Yeah, I'm guessing like 300. But I mean, it. I just see this as like an F20 question, right? It's like, what would you put an F20 in? Right. That, uh, like a domestic, right? A similar situation. So High revving. 2.5 wheel drive. Torque. It's got to be pretty light and small. Right there, I'm already like stumped. Domestic rear wheel drive. Uh, light and small. Fuck. Escort. Escort. We never got the rear drive. No rear drive. Damn. Fox body Mustang. Yeah. They did make that McLaren. Did you guys see that one? The orange one. There was like a McLaren collab uh, Mm -hmm. with, and they had a high revving four cylinder. I. It might have been turbocharged. I can't remember. And they made the SVOs, which were four cylinder turbo. The SVOs. That's true. Just trying to think of like the smallest rear wheel drive. I know. I feel like something's escaping us. Um. Could you stuff it in a Fiero? Ooh, what about yeah, um, Fiero? It's totally the I wrong. I just don't it's, want a Fiero. But it's the wrong uh, layout. No one worked. Actually, it's kind of a captive import. I think they're European. Weren't the first Festivas rear-wheel drive? The ones with the round headlights? Yeah, but I don't think we ever got them, really. Hmm. Do you think they, they sold those here? I, I've seen them here. I don't know if they were imported. There's one that autocrossed famously with... Uh, it had C4 Corvette wheels Oh, yeah, on yeah. It. I don't um, know and it had period graphics. It's like kind of a brownish... Mm-hmm. Orange car, if I remember correctly. But it's definitely that was a rear-wheel drive car, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So but I don't that think work. that we got those. I think we might have. Really? I think we did late seventies, right? Like 77, 76 or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe there was like a weird maybe even like through eighty one or eighty two kind of thing going on. Oh, I know what I would do. What? Exorati? Fucking Pinto. Hmm. Hmm. Rear yeah. drive. That's a weird high revving Pinto. How about a Capri? Capri. Well, Capri's this, a good choice. Fox, oh, better wait. looking, more European looking. Weren't those European built though? Were they German built? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else are you gonna get? It's small and rear wheel drive. It has to be like a. Yeah, that's definitely a good call. I mean, it's a, it's the right kind of idea. God, that is a hard question. How about I, a Mercury Capri, like Fox body Capri, like the I, Mustang with the flares? Those are cool with the flares. That's what I was picturing. And that's a little more like maybe has a little bit of that. Not really. I mean, more Euro flavor than a Fox Buddy Mustang. So, I mean, it does. There's no age restriction here. So, really, you can go back to whatever. I'm trying. Oh, you're going all the way back. I was trying to keep it somewhat a uh, period. Uh, I mean, what are you thinking? Um, What's small rear wheel drive? Like a Nova? Or, or a Falcon? Fal- a Falcon? Mm-hmm. Those are almost. Hmm. Yeah. Falcon. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Are you still thinking? Well, we kind of answered it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, KR1Switch says, all caps, I don't know what to ask. I feel you. I feel you. Yohal <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pavan, which is a better car to start a track build with? E36 M3 or 944 Turbo? E36 M3, I think. E36 it's a little more, it's a definitely more race car these days. It has more parts availability. Um, it's just more like aftermarket support for a race car. Yep. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think maintenance items and everything, like 
because uh, their intervals are shorter, right? Like on 944 turbos, like the timing. Bell sure, but uh, that's probably not a big deal. But finding, you know, replacement engines and stuff, it's just easier. Yeah, parts for sure. Yeah, available. Um, I agree. Way more common. Racing Ali says, if you were all roommates and had to share one fun car with a 30K budget, 60K, or 90K budget, what would it be? So 30K... Uh, ZHP. Per- what? Perfect ZHP. What, perfect, what are you talking about, dude? What about a? You can, can you, I'm trying to think of four seaters that are. Can you get an E28 M5 oh, for 30k? Four seater. We're sharing it. We only have one car. Can you get an E28 M5 for 30k these days? Yeah, maybe high mileage. High mileage, well maintained. Needs needs some stuff, maybe. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I think that's a good one. Yeah, we'd probably break it in like fucking three no, days. No, for sure. That's right. You have a shop. Brian. You let Brian drive it? <laughs> yeah. Done for. No. Grandma car effect. Mm-hmm. Um, what about... 60? Uh, what else is four-door... Does it have to be... It doesn't say we have to drive around in it together. No, no but we're sharing it. Yeah. I know. One. Okay, so it does say one fun car. So this could yeah. be just like our, our side car. Yeah. But we have to agree on it. So it could be a full-on sports car. Yeah. Um, 30k gets a pretty good. Oh gosh, you're getting FDR zone close to a 996 turbo. Mm. Yeah, pretty close. But I guess the 60k option could be something like that. Definitely not going FDR X7. <laughs> no, no. That's that's that, that's oil, a that's a super you, nice one. 30. How much oil are you adding to the gas? Do regularly, bro. How much? Brian would never add oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, it's running at 350 degrees. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. Um. Okay, let's go all the way up to the 90k budget. If we had a, a car 997 GT3. Yep. Yeah. Good yeah. choice. Like, yep. Why would you do anything else? That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be amazing. And you can drive the shit out of it. Yep. Yep. That's the right choice. That's the right choice. Uh, 30K, though. I want to, uh, I'm still thinking on that. Uh, sports. Dude, should we go off road with this one? Do like a fully built rig of some sort oh, for all of our off-road driving <laughs> dude we need the rig it's oh, it's like if you if you make it they will come cars and coffee parking lot is uh wood chip so dude yeah. and we'll sometimes we have to go like into some like divots and shit yeah. it's kind of hardcore yeah. no, that's true um what do you have something in mind for 30k no off-road? i'm thinking i'm just yeah throwing it out there you know? Range Rover Classic. <laughs> um, you can get can't you get a the manual uh, g-wagon that we were talking about yeah yeah you can two-door manual g-wagon That'd be pretty cool plaid interior plaid interior we all, we all love to drive that thing yeah I'd love to go to coffee in it. People go on right. to say, like, Alex Stadel, Racing Ali, are uh, heckling us, essentially, of, like, which roommate would be the dirtiest, uh-huh. which roommate would smoke all the weed and not buy another bag, <laughs> um, <laughs> smoke the stash. <laughs> Connor Coon's photo. Wife loves her 2004 BMW 330, but we agree we need a wagon. For a budget of around 7K, anything I'm forgetting about other than a Subaru Outback? All right, get off that phone. Uh, I'm questions. Okay. You can get an E46 wagon. Yeah. You can get a W211, like a yeah. pretty damn nice Like one. a boss. 7K, huh? Yeah. You can get a E65 series, whatever that E61 or something. Yuck. Yeah, those are Wagon. The wagons, oh, wagons look better yeah. than the sedans. They do, yeah. 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 Are they sketch? Trannies and all that shit? Yeah, yeah they're not. Super sturdy, yeah. Especially if they're all-wheel drive, it's really Check out a Mercedes-Benz, uh, 2003 through however much you can afford, like 06 probably. Uh, uh, five, uh, E-class, E-class, five series. E-class wagon, so an E350, E320 wagon. Warren has one. I have one. 
it's or comfortable. What about your other? Op- oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Because Outback is a crossover, right? It's not really a wagon. Oh, it was a wagon back it's, then. It's a wagon. Especially back then. Yeah. When's 07, 08. They made a sedan, too. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking Forrester. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, Outbacks. Uh, how about. It's a legacy. I, w- I would go a little further back and do like a really nice W124 wagon. Hmm. I really like those. Why They're just so solid and like. For BMW 330. I mean, it's just like so nice. It has an airbag. You guys like airbags? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something else that we might be forgetting. Um, it'll come to me. I'll download. Uh, Clutch Kick Podcast. If performance numbers were the only thing driving the purchase of a car, what car would you own? Whoa, straight performance numbers. Uh, Tesla, new Tesla Roadster. Really? Straight up performance. It's like no, because you got to look at like handling and stuff like that too, and it's weight. Supposed and to be. All those insane. are all numbers though. Performance numbers includes like it's a really heavy car. You want a lighter car? That's true. Skid but I think, pad. I think what they're braking. saying is like skid pad braking. Yeah, mm-hmm. zero to sixty top speed. Huh. When I think that. about numbers, I I can think about it a lot of different ways. Like I think a Honda. Hyundai Genesis Coupe. If you look at that thing on paper, it seems like the idea, like the perfect car. Yeah. But no one's ever said that's the perfect car. So that's one of those cars. I think it's a total like winner on paper, but it it just isn't a winner. Uh, I think a. I don't know. It depends what you're looking for. I think a Miata looks pretty good on paper, like a new Miata. Hmm. Twenty three hundred pounds. Yeah, but I think performance wise, especially if budget isn't concerned, you're going just off numbers. Kind of ext- the most extreme, you're like, like you're, the most you're extreme going numbers. Shit. And my point in the Tesla is that I don't want an electric car, but I think the numbers would sway. Like we were talking about on the ride here, there's yeah. a lot of people that the Tesla, like the new Tesla Roadster, is the ultimate car. It's like, the GTR people of the world. Yes. Yeah. It's a numbers game, right? Hundred percent so, fastest to yeah. quarter mile. A thousand horsepower, what like a uh-huh. Chiron or whatever. I guess I'm just looking at translating those numbers in a different way, where yeah, I yeah, I kind of yeah. know what I yeah. like and everything. So yeah, you're being like too smart about it. I guess so. So, but you yeah, you're go, right. You're right. It's you gotta it's, go whack fest. It is. Yeah, you're right though. It's Tesla. It's E55 918. It's like E63. Yeah, it's Koenigsegg. Yeah, 918 uh, LaFerrari. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, I I do like your GTR. take on it though, Lane. That's like you you're looking for a specific kind of experience i'm right? looking for like, balance yeah you want you know under three thousand pounds 200 horsepower ish mm-hmm. like manual transmission or, like, you know, or, horsepower, or, what, whatever, or whatever it yeah. may be right so like and then, but that's yeah. why the the uh that's why that car is always the hyundai genesis coupe yeah it always looks really good it's like 280 horsepower or something yeah. you know like pretty good it's, horsepower it's like mid five to 60 or something yeah like, kinda, it kind of yeah. looks you're like man this thing seems like a bargain at 30k or whatever yeah. they are but then You've never heard anyone like They're, rave about those, you know? Yeah, there's. I know people that have owned them and tracked them and shit, and they hate them. Yeah, the Mikey, are terrible. Mikey of like, Clutchkick had one, and he hated it. They're pretty flimsy cars. Okay. But yeah. Tesla's definitely a numbers car. Yes. And I feel like And that better. doesn't mean it's fun. We were just no, talking. No, no. And I know. feel like it's better than a Demon, because that on paper looks insane, but handling-wise, uh-huh. like if you look at skid pad numbers, yeah. obviously it's not even going to... Come close it doesn't even Tesla. handle because like it's all-wheel drive yeah. tesla roadster yeah like that thing's got to be crazy and it's yeah it's all-wheel drive and all that stuff right? too so it, yeah and I it puts up killer on, braking numbers on, on paper that thing will look like mm-hmm. weird like kind of like the model s did against its contemporaries yeah it's like unreal so yeah and i don't but like an e63 is a more fun yeah 
I wouldn't spend the money on the Roadster. It's fun. Well, and it's way nicer. Yes. You can't like numbers like that's the Corvette verse whatever you know numbers don't tell you how shitty that interior is. Absolutely. No doubt. T Frasca says this question pertains to the Porsche record-setting Nurburgring lap I just watched. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we I talked about that totally on the way agree. up here. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. So yeah, Porsche built a car just for this record, basically. Or they gave, took their existing car and like threw all the engineers at it yeah. and just said, "Do what you can. No rules. Make this thing fast." And also, the Nurburgring was kind of in cahoots with them because for the longest time they had limited like the speeds and like the power. You know, there was some formula. I can't remember what it is because of accidents and shit. So oh. like Stefan Beloff held the record forever because like that was the last car of like that you know power to weight ratio whatever it may be to be allowed on the track so they hadn't allowed anyone that could have even competed is that right i mean the 918 had crazy that thing was allowed and it had crazy power obviously yeah i can't remember what it is but there's like some kind of formula and they basically Mm -hmm. stopped like allowing cars of of, you know certain top speed or whatever you watch that video you're like this is very dangerous yeah Yeah, it's like and there's nobody on the track um watching it's yeah. completely closed circuit, I think. That might be that. another thing. So spectator might be the thing. There's zero spectators. Yeah. No other, obviously no other cars on the track, but even when they come around to the start finish, it looked pretty sparse, maybe just like the team. Uh-huh. But you would expect if, if that was publicized and people are allowed to go, it would have been like the ultimate. Yeah. Did you see spectator. what the, I didn't see what the average speed was in miles per hour. Do you know? I have no idea, but. I saw him go as low as like 80 miles an hour once or something yeah. like that. But for I, the most part, he was, you know, it, at least. I don't know, 120 miles an hour. Yeah. I, my takeaways are braking performance was like a cartoon. Yeah. It looked fake. And then uh, the bouncing on the back straight going 220 something miles an hour and like how much the car is moving around. And he's just like hammering down full as like top of the gear ratio. Yeah. He can go. And he didn't do the carousel. They take it high. Yeah. If you notice that? Right. That's it's, it probably it upsets carry, it too much, but also and it has I'm enough sure. grip where it doesn't need to. That's what I was thinking. It just carries enough speed, and yeah. it, it's a, a longer, you know, it's a it's a wider wider path. line. Yeah. yeah, that's so. Yeah, it's cartoonish for sure. It's, it's intense. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's worth checking out. And the rumor is that that car is coming to Rensport. Maybe yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, or people just want it to. So maybe we'll perpetuate the rumor. I bet it will. Yeah. This is like a big one for them. I love the fact that it's like a purpose-built machine for that, though. Like, because you can basically just really extract everything you can out of the track, right? It's like you know, you you know, the you, the ratios, you do the arrow perfectly for the suspension setup and all so, that. So, like, two questions: Do you think a an F one car could set the record at the Nurburgring? Do you think it can handle the bumps and the undulations and the probably like, not? It doesn't. Know. I don't think it has enough ground clearance. Think, yeah. You know, like, like obviously they'd have to tune it way high or different, yeah. right? Big big wings and shit. But uh, I just wonder if it's possible because that seems like something they would just do. Like a F one team would just go, yeah. well, let me just take that record back real quick. I wonder yeah. if they generate so. the downforce that like that thing does even. Got to, and it's so much know. lighter and stuff. Yeah. And then the other question is, the an F one car holds the record at Laguna Seca. Yeah, yep. that thing old. And if they bring it, would they try to set the that's Laguna what I'm thinking. Seca record? So it is Porsche's 70th, 70th anniversary, too. So that we need to start a new thing. Porsche, come break the Laguna Seca record. Yeah. And set up that car for that track. What is that record? Ratios, do you know? I don't know the number, but I think like it was seconds or something. Ferrari F1 or Toyota. I remember Toyota, they brought it here, but. I think it was a Ferrari, like Ferrari days. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, the challenge? Challenge thing they had, and they did a couple laps in it, and they set the record. 
And prior to those guys, it was a super cart. Yeah. Which I would love to watch that lap record. Mm. That must have been crazy. All right. So, yeah, what the fuck? That was crazy. Um, okay. Do you guys want to answer a uh, differential ratio question? Sure. Pick. Nope. <laughs> that's one sure. That's one nope. Pixel Canada. Planning on a motor swap in my E30 Touring that has an M40, 1.8 liter, 100 horsepower engine. Most likely I'm going to go with an M20 with a chip and cam, but I'm torn on which LSD differential ratio would be best. I like rowing through the gears, and I'm thinking a 410. Mm, but is it too short? That'll be too high RPMs on the highway. Yes. Don't commute, so most of my driving is around those city back roads. Thinking optimum coastal range rally spec. Keep up the great podcast, guys. Cheers. Four tenths too aggressive. Yeah. Um, I would go. I think they made like a three ninety or something like that. I think if you That's go probably as high as you want to go, you will be uh, making it shitty when you think about road trips. You'll say to yourself, "Ah, but it's a lot of highway driving, and my four tens. I'm at, you know, four thousand RPM or whatever, <laughs> trying to go fast." So he's got the one point eight liter in there, the M forty, but he's swapping it out for an M twenty. Yeah. So I'm guessing that that's the the final drive for the one point eight, right? The no, four ten. I'm thinking of of four ten. Hmm. That's probably what's already in the car. No. No. Because I, I like running through the gears, hmm. and I'm thinking a four ten. Hmm. So like you already. Used- I have no idea what that means as far as like what your RPMs are in top gear. I don't know the exact number, but you assume it's going to be not fun to drive. I don't know what 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 would it be. I, I want to say stock is like a two ninety something. So yeah. like that's it's. I mean you're ripping through the gears, but like it's too much. I bet you're you're shifting to third before sixty for sure. Yeah. Um, what that's pretty fun though on back road. But and what top speed like at hundred miles an hour, so one hundred and ten maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what? the answer to this question, so I don't want to give him. I wonder, yeah, what but kind of make roads? It ver- make it versatile. Don't, so he uh, said he, he just driving it around town, but does he have like fun twisty roads that he could do that? Back roads. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but um, I like E30 Touring, so. I also don't like that that M- the M20 is not a very high revving motor. So like you want to ex- you want like that's a beautiful car. Um, for you know, I feel like shorter gears kind of pair better with like higher higher revving motors. You're gonna be up in the higher. I don't know. Yeah, I could, I could see what you're talking about. 373 they made, I think. That's a good one. I think that's what Jason Camisa has in his car. Okay. 373. Um, Check that out. Pete's Welding. Do premium street tires, such as Michelin Pilot Sport, need to be warmed up to some extent to provide optimal traction? I suspect this is not nearly as important when compared to a race compound, but surely all tires perform better once warmed up. Will an hour on the freeway be sufficient to warm up to be able to drive hard into the first corner of a canyon. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. They need to be, yeah, you want to warm up a little bit, but they don't need. And it also depends on how cold the road is because you could drive it. I mean, it can never get warm if it's it's 30 degrees out or something. But an hour of highway driving, is it? Yeah, I mean, I think like 10 minutes of highway driving, those tires are warm. Totally. But and especially and they need way less like that's why these tires are so special like they're very versatile and like they work get, like, pretty well when they're you know 50 degrees yeah it's 50 they, degrees they have 40, such a huge five, range you know. yeah. yeah they have a massive range and then they don't require as much temperature to actually uh, give you uh, like decent grip like whereas if you have like an rs3 or like a dreza z2 which is like the zennies like that's that level like that you definitely want a lot of heat in them before you start messing around otherwise you're just going to slide around everywhere so like 45 minutes on the highway 
45 minutes. Yeah. Well, even for the highway, I mean, it's more like give it good five progressive turns, like decent speed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or do some uh, test drives. Drive for like 10 minutes. Get out. Feel your tires. Mm-hmm. Are they warm? Drive for 30 feel minutes. Them, are they, huh? are they warmer? <laughs> yeah. Take your glove off. Harass them. Take your glove off. Yeah, dude. Never take your glove off. PFM California. Let's say hypothetically that the next Coastal Range rally falls on the same dates as an important business meeting in Chicago. What story would you use to both participate in the rally and maintain credibility credibility with your colleagues? Uh, Norton 940 goes on to say, let's make sure that story is good enough to get two dudes out of that hypothetical important business meeting in Chicago. Okay, I got an answer. Just tell them it's a family reunion. And they're never going to ask what kind of family you have. Mm. Oh, that's true. This is your car family. Yeah. This is true. That works. Family reunion. That's mm-hmm. all I can come up with. That's a really good answer. But I hope you can make it because that would be great. Um, because Joe. So you have CRR training and it sounds like CPR training. Oh, that's true. Just mumble it. Yeah, CPR. Wait, so CR. They, they're like, um, so you like manufacture like cnc type of components right yeah like yep it could be make it related to that client like oh i'm there's this big r&d opportunity for this product okay. so you're going to improve their product by participating in this thing or whatever <laughs> Go it's too pragmatic yeah, yeah you're right i like yours <laughs> uh, because joe says i have an e28 535is that i can either turn into a nice driver or take two cars and coffee or an awesome weekend warrior to take on rallies and back roads. It has Euro bumpers, lights, and dark brown leather interior. That's not very dark. What would you do? I have a daily driver and a show car. So this is just sitting awkwardly in the middle. I think you make it into a fun canyon carver and take it to Cars and Coffee. I agree. Yeah. Because you take it to Cars and Coffee as a canyon carver car, not as a show car. It's like, yeah. Build it for the best back roads and rallies you you feel like how extreme that is. Mm Mm-hmm. And then take it to Cars and Coffee. Yeah. I agree. And cruise it. And dye the inter- the entire interior a very dark brown and then sell it to me. Okay. Wow. Because I go. want a Euro eat. Uh, he goes on to say the main concern being how aggressive I decide to make the suspension. And if I go the rally route, uh, I would be building up the motor with a hot cam, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, don't go too KW on us. Keep it keep it mellow. Yeah, in a back road car, you don't want it too stiff anyways. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Um... MS Port Revival. What sports car is the best value for money today? Today, like so brand new, huh? I guess so. Or just money in general, like best, like any like, sports car that's best value today. It's kind of hard. Today, well, yeah, I mean, I guess value today is a good. I mean, it could be because there may be some cars that are now like cheaper than they used to be. You know what I mean? And or whatever, and and right, are good bargain. I mean, like a sloppy Z06 is renowned for that. Like a brand new one. <laughs> No, like even like oh, an old I thought one. he was talking about. I think he's talking about brand new cars. How about um? Uh, how about this? And just hear me out. Call me crazy. EcoBoost manual Mustang. I don't know about the EcoBoost, but mm. I think I think three hundred horsepower. Yeah, I think you're better off getting the V8. But for not deal. much more. I know, but do you really need V8? Yeah, you need more than three hundred horsepower. Four hundred and forty horsepower. You're talking about like value, right? Ten grand more value today. Yeah, right? it's like you're getting so you get much 30 car. Thirty miles per gallon and three hundred horsepower in my manual transmission Mustang. You probably yeah. get thirty miles per gallon in the V8, right? Yeah, and I can spend like seven grand more. That's too much. No. Yeah. No, dude. For one hundred forty horsepower. For a, yeah. And better, like pr- probably a better suspension. It's like you're gonna GT. I mean, you can get the one, you know, um, heavier. Uh, 
Barely. No turbo. It drives great. You don't get blow off valve sound. Dude, I really enjoy driving the five liter. I was wondering. Track. I was wondering that question though. Is that a is that a sports car right now, or is that still like a muscle kind of like more of like a pony car? I mean, it'll always be a pony car. But does it reach? Is it sports car? It's definitely more GT ish. Some people would argue that it is. Yeah, I'm sure some would. I haven't driven a brand new one, but I've driven driven quite a few Mustangs. And some would call a new Charger a sports car. Ooh, good call. Those are sports. Oh my gosh, really? Challenger. That I would challenge that, (laughs) (laughs) and I would charge you for saying it. Hmm. Best value all around. I mean, values. See, Miata doesn't come into play because they're kind of expensive. For For what what you get? For what they are. So I'm not down with that. Are 944s still? Like, I mean, they seem so it's cheap. It's not a new like, car. But why is it a new car only? Because they're that. He said I, now. like Today, right? Because in 20, 2018, you can get a. I think like he, a, I do think he's talking about a brand new car. Like, is he? I mean, right? I kind of read it that way, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> if you look at it from like an Maybe 886 Corolla is not because they're like really expensive. You have to really want yeah, that. For but the like, price, yeah, and it's mean. like you're. It's just a fun ass car, but it's really slow and like you know it's pretty archaic and tinny. But like I'm thinking of that way. Like I just uh, I just see it as like a new car. He's saying like today is yeah. like on the marketplace today. Mm-hmm. That's what I was how I was reading it. I'm trying to think of it. How about a... I think I read his name wrong. MS Port Revival. It's M Sport Revival. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Oh, wow. <laughs> Port Revival? And, uh, I just looked at his page, and he's got a bunch of BMW stuff, and I was like, oh... Dude, D-Monkeyed? D- D- I always read it Demon-Keyed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Demon-Keyed. Yeah, D- I always say Demon-Keyed. Oh, that's funny. I'm only Demon-Keyed. I've never seen it Demon-Keyed. Yeah. Demon-Keyed. So that means you guys are fucked up. Probably. Or maybe you are. You're Demon. the odd man out. <laughs> Take a lane. <laughs> Killed. Then, I got the lane at the night. I mean, right there. that question's very like it. This is another thing of like what what is, I guess bang. He said bang for the buck. He says is the best value. So value could be a lot of different things. Like, so if you value uh, a nice like, I think the my GTI is of value for Sports buck car, right? <laughs> is kind of I think is really high. So I'm looking at it a different way. It's not like No, no, no I think that's a that's a right way to look at it. But but that's, it has a really a nice answer. interior. Yeah. It has a lot of like really good amenities. Yeah. It's like nice fit and finish and it has good power and good handling. Totally. It's kind of like this whole package car where you could also say um a Mustang it has tons of power for the money or um a new Corvette is obviously that's always a great bang for the buck or value sure, per sure. dollar, but yeah. you're it lacks some things, right? Dude, how about a nine nine one Carrera? Like it's like the level of performance is like supercar status now, like for what you get for ninety something grand, right? And I mean, if you really, well, and it's a really like well screwed together, like you know the brand and the brand comes into play and all that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's I mean it's it's very highly appointed, really nice interior, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's it's got all of those things. Uh, I wish I could say the same thing about like a C class or something. How about like an F type? Is that a good? I mean, a lot of power for like a hundred grand. Definitely has the look. I mean, it doesn't have like the interior is not there. Interior. I just don't think it offers the best value. It's a prestige brand. They're charging for the name. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything that, you know, what's a nice V8 Mustang really. Yeah. A Mustang's a good, always been a good value. It's pretty good. I don't know what Camaro's cost comparatively. About the same. That's, what That's a good, cheapest, good one, too. Like, what's funny, though, I bet a really nice EcoBoost is probably the same price as a low-end V8. Yes. I bet you that's not yes. far off. You're right. Right. They're like, it, like a like nice one grand would be like 32 and the same for a low V8. 
VA is like 34. 30, or yeah. Dude, the one, if we were willing to go like a few years back, the um, the last generation Z28 Camaro, like those are an insane performance bargain. Yeah. Like they, you can get them like high 30s and like they're basically a race car for the street, you know, and they're Damn. pretty basic, but like race they have what? Like, for the street, I've never heard What that. do they have? Like coin, hey. Write that one down. That down. I I just thought of it right That's now. Hot. Believe it or not, you're good. But I don't think like what like close to 500 horsepower or something. You like know what I've always liked about those? Like the controls, like fall nicely to your to hand. Hmm. With yeah. that generation Camaro, are you making it up? I also like the really low sills <laughs> uh-huh. and great visibility. Yeah. Good greenhouse. Good greenhouse. Dude, watch that wet Nurburgring lap in that car on Trophy R's. Pretty impressive stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. No yeah. But that's the that's the top of the line one. <laughs> You're talking about it is Z28. Yeah, it's like a limited edition. They were getting like crazy markup when they were new, and then they were they were way under a sticker because they couldn't move them. Yeah, because a lot of them didn't. Did they all not have AC? It it might have been a dealer option only. Like, but yeah, they were bare bones, like super basic. And what's the Mustang that they made the 350R? That's really cool. Oh, those are amazing. Yeah, but that's not not a good. That's a very expensive car. Yeah, yeah. that's the opposite. Those are like super overpriced. They're like a ninety to one hundred grand. Well, yeah. no, that's yeah. with sticker with markup and everything, right? But even like on the used market right now, you can't find oh, anything yeah, yeah. for cheap. But the, the MSRP, they were actually a pretty decent. Yeah, I think what like high sixties, low seventies, maybe maybe fifties or something. I don't oh, know for the R. Hmm. Or GT three fifty. The GT three fifty standard. Then the right? R was like ten grand more, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, this might be a, a chance for a experts in automotive opinion question. Rensberger asks, if you had to move to another country, which country would you go to? And which rad era American car would you take with you to proclaim your heritage? Hmm. I kind of like that question. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Rensberger, you've been selected. No drops? (laughs) Eric uh, Tetti. Three cars I often hear compared are Miata, E30, and AE86. What's your preference between these slow car, fast cars? That's a good question, too. Hmm. Um, okay, so here's the deal. Dude. We just had this little debate the other day about this Nissan SER, Sentra SER, on Bring a Trailer, and Lane immediately said that it's shittier than an E30, which is true in almost every way. Um, so E30 is kind of tough, like, you know, Miata and an AE86 are more on par with build quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both Japanese. Yes. Center metals. And I would say Miata is probably above AE86 just because it's a little newer. They were getting a little bit. Yeah, but it's also that. more simplistic feeling. Like it doesn't have as much stuff. It's a very minimalistic car. Yeah, but they. Hmm. Interior wise, I feel like the quality got a little better in the late '80s as opposed to the '80s. It's when pretty did they make similar. '86 till uh, '87 last 87. year. '87, they yeah. should have made it in '86. They did make it '86. Yeah, yeah. um, so the, I, I guess if you want to go for a place that you're, I mean, for comfort and in isolation and all that type of shit, the E30 is going to be the better one. So it's yeah. a, a better daily driver. And it was also uh, probably five grand more when it was new. Uh, more like twice as much. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to think because like literally twice as much, dude. That's yeah, like likely. thirty grand as opposed to fifteen. That's true, actually. Those three series were super expensive yeah. sticker price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the thing you're looking at that and like, in that's what I was looking at the SER too. It's like no one in their their right mind is like saying, oh, which one am I gonna get? No, it was like I can't yeah. afford the E30 uh, that that BMW. Yeah. The BMW is like twice the car yeah in like every like every little part of it you could take a picture of like a, a foot 
and it's going to be nicer quality and yep. better engineered, you know, better put together than that. I those think it's other probably, cars. it's uh, kind of like comparing today, like a Honda Fit Sport mm-hmm. to a 3 Series BMW. Yeah. Like really, that's what you're doing, like a special hmm. edition. I would, what about like I more, mean, maybe going along, nicer, like not Type R though. Maybe um, one series. What about like like an FRS or something compared to a new three series? That's yeah, the way I see sure. it. Like A eighty six. Like I mean, they're they're actually put together. They're well put together. They're just like thinner, cheaper materials. You know, yeah. like that's the way I see it. Based on a, like an economy car. Yeah. Well, the eighty six is not. But I mean, but it's the Corolla the, GTS yeah, was. Corolla. Uh, well, I mean, regardless of all that shit, yeah. I would definitely take an A eighty six. Like they're just they have a lot of character and they have. It's just rear wheel drive, dual overhead cam, high revving. Like, and I mean, you can get that with an E30 and a 318 IS, but like it's heavier, you know, you like, th- there's something yeah. about just lightness and like just a lightweight car that you can to the SER as well as it's a yeah. lightweight thing. It's front wheel drive. Front wheel drive. So, and yeah. yeah, just, and the 86 has good rack and pinion steering. It's just like a little go-kart mm-hmm. and, and it, because it's thinner metals, because it's simpler, it's, it feels just like, you so know, like where does the community play cooler. in this decision? The community. So, uh, oh, so I went to Weed Fest last week, yeah, and let me did. just say, I was thinking about you, Art, and <laughs> oh, you don't want to be part of that community. Like, I, well, I know, right? Like any we, other cars that are associated it, with it's, that community. It's, it's uh, so there's you have your groups, and it's like your hardcore motorsport enthusiasts, usually the, that are gonna be like the people you want to hang with. Like Jeff Wise is a massive A86 fan, you know, like. Ron Ang, the, um, the guy who bought my M Coupe, like yeah. those people built really nice cars. You know, our buddy Lloyd, right? He's yes. got an F20C powered, beautiful A86 yes. that's like track prepped and everything. So like, um, there's a lot of like really weird chintzy, like just cheesy shit, but you yeah. do also get that in the stance world with E30s, you know? Yeah, and I think A86s are getting more expensive and more special. So yeah. you're gonna start weeding out. See better cars, like better builds. Like, yeah, ITRs, you're basically, yeah. You're getting a more mature, like keep it stock, yeah, kind of person now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and people appreciate them that aren't necessarily in that under, you know, that underglow world. Totally. It's yeah. yeah it's like exactly. It's, it's people that used to car. like those cars when they were new, and now maybe they have a new Porsche or Ferrari or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But having said all that, I go E30. I go E30. And then AE86, and then Miata is down there but i think it's a great place to start and i, I still look at like you know na's and think oh, it'd be really nice to have like a just a stock one to run around in and yeah they're too a slow bit. to run around in but yeah yeah they're all right. they the uh miatas i just can't fit in those things either i can't either that they're was so they're like i did uh i did that drive in an nc from like oh, up yeah. at this lookout to alice's which isn't even a long drive at all and my foot was like my leg was like cramping up because of the posi- position my foot had to be in. And that's in the NC, which is the bigger, right? you know, Modern. kind of the biggest, heaviest of those, yeah, of the Miatas. Yeah. One thing that I will say though, that it's kind of funny that he combined these cars because an A86 drives like a combination of an E30 and, and uh, a Miata. Cause it's, if you look at, I mean, just, you look at the specs, the weight and the Japanese, suspension and yeah, all that. Mean. And it's, it drives just like a hybrid of those two ah, cars. I'd like to drive one. And There's the motor so in a Miata is probably closer to the way a BMW feels. Like as far as it's not as high revving and stuff like it in right. eighty six, right? But it's it's almost then again, yeah, because yeah, it's kind of right. in between, maybe. Yeah, but you're right about that though. Like it is like yeah, it's only sixty five hundred RPM redline, and the eighty six is like you know what seventy seven or something. I can't remember seventy five. Yeah, yeah, for the US model. And that's a podcast. That's a podcast. Well, thanks for listening.
We're going to record our Sunday edition from a hotel somewhere else. Another hotel. Undisclosed location. Yep. So enjoy. We'll see, you, we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.